Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in Matthew chapter 5, focusing on just one verse again. Verse 14. We spent several weeks diving into the Beatitudes, and we finished looking at those in the preceding verses. Here, Jesus makes a shift in the Sermon on the Mount to speak of the influence of God's people in the world. And he starts with the metaphor of salt. Why did Jesus use salt as a metaphor for the influence of his people in the world? What do we know about salt? Well, it's used to improve the flavor of food, but it's also used as a preservative. Which one is in view, and how does that help us understand our role in the world as believers? Well, Pastor Jim will help us understand Jesus' meaning as well as the warning embedded in it. What good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Salt of the Earth. You guys better um, be reaching out a little bit. I think that the first service might have outnumbered you this morning. So, uh, but they don't have all the people on the camera that, uh, that you do. So welcome, whether you're here or there, wherever you are. And we are going to continue our voyage through the Sermon on the Mount this morning. So as we do that, I want to invite you to come with me to Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to just look at one verse today. We're actually going to take a little four or five verse paragraph and we're going to just uh, do, do it in two parts so you'll see where we're going when we finish this morning. We've finished what was Jesus' introduction to this Sermon on the Mount. It occupies Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And that's probably, almost certainly I should say, not everything Jesus said in this sermon, but that is the inspired summary of it that we are given to nourish our souls for however much time we have until we are with Him. This introduction is usually filed under the heading, the Beatitudes, or blessings. Beatitude is the Latin word for blessing. They are the kinds of descriptions of the kinds of people who stand, as we now have the fullness of New Testament revelation, we understand they stand in the grace of God. They stand in Christ. They are descriptions of a true disciple. The kinds of people blessed in the Beatitudes are the ones who are true believers. But at the same time, you can also take those character qualities that are blessed, and you could say that they are the goals of discipleship as much as they are the blessings of being a disciple. They're the, they're the description of the kind of person that you want to strive to be. The final beatitude is the only exception in that I don't know any Christian who says, my goal is to go out and get persecuted. Now, I can help you with that if you really have that goal, but that's not the goal. It, it, it's, a, 
It's a promise that persecution is to be expected in the normal course of living a holy life in an unholy world, being a Christian in a non-Christian environment. Now, the Beatitudes conclude with that change of perspective, therefore, and you might describe it this way. You could say that that final Beatitude, blessed are those who have been persecuted, blessed are you when people persecute you, you could say that that is a description of how the world affects Christians. As we move to this next little paragraph, it's about how Christians can affect the world. It has very familiar words here. Uh, Jesus is going to use two metaphors. You are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. I've heard those used many times in many contexts, very, very rarely with any reference to anything that Jesus said. He's describing, well, he, he, he's a really good guy. I mean, he's the salt of the earth. Uh, you know, she's the light of the world. She just lights up the room when she comes in. Well, uh, that's not what Jesus is talking about. You'll see that as we work through here. So it's, it's familiar words, and it teaches us principles that we can never uh, fully exhaust, and we can mine them forever, and we will. But these two metaphors, in verses 13 through 16, connote the concept of influence. He's talking about how our um, inner spiritual life as described in the Beatitudes, should be an influence to those around us. By describing us as salt of the earth, and that's all the farther we're going to get today, Jesus describes an invisible way that believers should have an impact on the affairs of people around them. You look at the whole section, and um, you'll see how they reinforce, the two parts reinforce each other. But today, we're just going to dip our toes you know, the first of these two metaphors. But I want to show you um, all four of these verses before we move along. So, why am I going the wrong way on the slides? There we go. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. I'll read it all together, and then we'll just start this morning. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven." I'm not even going to bother with an outline this morning. We're only going to look at the first verse of that, and I'm going to, uh, would, to put an outline on it would be to superimpose something. You'll, you'll see it very clearly. Now, understand that the word you, there's a couple of, two little three-letter words here that are significant. The first one is you. The you in both, both verses 13 and 14, as in you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. Those are both emphatic pronouns. I've been saying that all through the Beatitudes. It's just like the emphatic pronoun in each of the Beatitudes. The meaning is, you and you alone, only people like you are the salt of the earth. And it's pretty obvious that Jesus was making a contrast between the disciples to whom He was speaking. 
And by that I mean the ones in the crowd who were the true believers. Not just the apostles that he had named that morning. Not just uh, any particular group. All who trust in him. He's contrasting them with the scribes and the Pharisees that he was about to use as bad examples in the next paragraph. This whole uh, sermon is a frontal attack on the religious system of the scribes and the Pharisees. The other key word here is the little word are. Uh, You, plural, collectively, you are the salt of the earth. And he wants us to have a, a collective influence and it's to be an ongoing influence. The word are is present tense, and the significance of a Greek present tense is ongoing or oft-repeated action. So, when you put this together, he's saying that you collectively are to represent me. Now, you individually are also meant to represent Christ, but I think a good illustration of this is to think of a, a mosaic. A mosaic is a whole bunch of little tiny rocks or little tiny tiles that are placed together in such a way that when you step back and look at how they're arranged, you get a picture of something way bigger than any one piece of the mosaic. Now, each stone is important, and if a stone is missing, the, the picture is, is marred, but the impact comes by means of the thousands of individual parts, each in harmony with all the others painting the pictures. So the design of God is for all of us to exert influence all the time. It's not some short-term, one-time event. It's a lifestyle. Now, the first of the two metaphors he uses is salt of the earth. As with most metaphors and most of the word pictures that you'll find in Scripture, if you read long enough, you can find all sorts of wild interpretations of what Jesus meant by salt. But doing a little homework is what we have to do to figure out, just like in every passage of the Bible, what did Jesus have in mind when He said the word salt? isn't necessarily what you and I thought of. And understand, there's a principle of hermeneutics, a very crucial principle of hermeneutics, which is the art and science of Bible interpretation. The meaning of any passage is what the original writer intended for the original readers to understand by what he wrote. Or if you're recording a spoken word, uh, if it's what the original speaker expected the, intentional, the original hearers to understand by what they meant. Now, if I say to you the word salt, you have a pretty good idea. We think of salt primarily as a seasoning. We keep it conveniently in a salt shaker on the table wherever we eat. Uh, if you go out to eat now, you have to order a side order of salt because you're not allowed to get your cooties on the salt shaker for somebody else. But That's a whole new uh, wrinkle there. Jesus didn't have that problem. We also think of salt as a melting agent for snow and ice in the winter. That can be very convenient for us. And the 
people in first century Palestine probably weren't worried about traction on their snow tires in January. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.